This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms? How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, top of the day to everybody. We have some, a, a really a great show that it's so incredibly important for authors because we're going to be focusing on book fulfillment, author fulfillment, other product-related fulfillment things, and everything else that you can figure out to do with them, and some just basic strategies for marketing because the reality is a lot of you have books or will have books, and they gather cobwebs. Well, that's not the game plan. The game plan is to move them out and find the buyer and get them there, and you need a partner in doing that. So our guest who will be with me in just a minute will be Brett Ridgway, who is the co-founder of Author Fulfillment Services, and they do a terrific job. They are extraordinarily reasonable in their costing, and that it's someone that I really strongly feel that you need to know about. They're kind of a secret out there, so we're going to do an expose and bring that to you. That for those of you who didn't catch this, that last week we had Carol McManus on, who is known as the LinkedIn Lady, and she has a regular show on the Rockstar Radio Network that's heard in the late afternoon, early evening, depending upon where you are in the United States. And we were just talking about strategies, and we we're talking about author-related strategies. So number one, I'd go back to the uh, the Your Guide to Book Publishing show format and click on that show to listen to it because a lot of hot tips came out. Secondly, that as I was listening, some ahas also hit me. I mean, I was actually changing my profile as I was on the air listening to her, and she couldn't believe I was implementing them in live time. Secondly, what I did is I had had put together the Author You group on LinkedIn year, a couple of years ago just to secure the name. So as you know, if you don't get your name, your URL, you're gone. And if you're thinking of anything, you want to secure it and have it. And if you decide not to follow through with it, then you can let it go. But the reality is someone else is thinking of your idea 
Don't think that you are a soloist out here. And so what I did is started really thinking about the forum for Author You and how can we bring in more and more people globally. So I just started putting it out there. And from the 26th of July through the 2nd of, uh, through, through today, so we're talking about one week roughly, that we added 400 people to that group, just talking, just asking, just querying. And it's, it's considered a very active group, and people are joining all over the world. Um, I'm in Colorado. Only 17% of the members are Colorado. There's people from Australia, Hong Kong, India, Canada, Pennsylvania, Texas, all over. So, Speaking of other states, our guest, our primary guest, is not from Texas or Pennsylvania or Mexico or Canada or Europe or India. He's from Indiana. And Brett Ridgway is the co-founder of Author Fulfillment Services as well as Speaker Fulfillment Services. Author Fulfillment is an organization that's dedicated to helping authors, you listeners, speakers, and information marketers to handle the behind-the-scenes order fulfillment so that you can focus on writing and marketing. He himself knows about authoring. He's written three of them himself, the latest being The 50 Biggest Mistakes I See Information Marketers Make. He brings a unique perspective to the business of fulfillments, and he travels extensively to meet new and upcoming authors at various conferences while his outstanding staff stays behind to fill your orders when you email them into them. And with that, Brett, welcome to Your Guide to Book Publishing. I am so happy to be with you today, Judith. I've never been exposed before, so this should be fun. <laughs> well, you're dressed, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let, let's just jump, jump into it. How many... Um, uh, what's the, tell, take, take us through the process of what needs to be done in fulfillment. What, what, what are some of the do's and don'ts that authors should be looking for? Or anybody who's looking for assistance in fulfilling a book or a product that's not going to come out of their own basement? Well, Judith, you know, whether it's a product or book or whatever, how critical it is to get your product in the hands of somebody that's bought your product. You know, you want to get them while it's fresh in their mind and all that. If they have to wait a week or two to get something, then their, you know, their enthusiasm has drained off some, and they're just not excited to get into what they ordered. I mean, their, their enthusiasm has dropped. So I think one of the most critical things that people need to consider from a fulfillment standpoint regardless of who they're working with, whether they're doing it themselves or with a fulfillment partner, which I would certainly recommend because I know you've talked about this before. I mean, if your time is being spent running to the post office, then you're not really building your business. You're not doing the things you should be doing. So our rule of thumb, frankly, is orders in our door by noon Eastern time are out the door that day on an item stock like a book. So the turnaround time is so critically important so that you can get in their hands as quickly as possible, what's fresh in their mind, and get them enthused and excited about your book. So that, that's number one important thing in my mind. The number two important thing is, if at all possible, if you know who bought your book, while they're waiting to receive that book, you should be keeping them excited about what they're going to be getting into, what they're going to be reading or whatever. So if they've ordered it off your website or something so you know who that buyer is, 
then by all means be communicating with them about the exciting things they're going to be learning, what they're going to be reading about and all that. So when that book hits their door, they're ready to jump in wholeheartedly. So does that mean, Brett, that you're going to help encourage them with some suggestions to engage them? Or are we talking about upselling? What are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about – you're familiar with the phrase autoresponders, I assume. So. Oh, yes. I Don't mean, we all get them? <laughs> we're talking about a, a sequence of messages that's going to go out to your buyer to keep them really, really excited about your book and what they're going to be getting. So, I mean, you can upsell during that process, certainly. And, I mean, you ought to be upselling during the actual ordering process if you have back-end products already because some percentage of your audience – will be ready to jump to the next level with you already. But those that don't, if they're just ordering your book and it's about getting your book, then keep them keep them stoked, keep them excited, and you do that by communicating with them via an autoresponder email sequence that already is pre-programmed, so it's all automatic for you. You don't have to sit in there and type a message to them every day. It just is already set up. And, again, it's all about keeping, keeping, keeping them hot, keeping them excited about seeing and reading your book. All right, so that autoresponder, would that come directly from the author's website, or is that something that you queue up um, that goes that once you receive that order that you'll send something out on behalf, or, is, or, or am I going down the wrong path? Well, typically, if you're selling a book via your own website, then you're going to have what's called an online e-commerce system or shopping right. cart. That's shopping what the cart. orders are being mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And most shopping cart systems will have email capabilities built into them so that you can communicate with those prospects and buyers as they come to your website, ask for more information, buy your products, etc. And so you're capturing their name and email address during this entire process. And then within that back-end shopping cart, you're going to pre-write and place into the system your follow-up messages. So if they buy your book automatically within, you know, one minute, they're going to get a message that says, hey, thanks so much for buying my book. Here's the exciting right. things you're going to learn. Look, for, It should ship out within the next 24 hours, and so you'll have it within the next you know, two to three days or whatever it may be. Mm. And then the next day you send, hey, your book has shipped out the door. It's shipped by postal service, so look for it in just a couple of days. Here's a couple of exciting things to look for in the book or whatever. In other words, just keep keep them going, keep them excited, and then – when that book hits the door, you know, you should have a message immediately going out that says, hey, you know, you should receive the book by now. We're so glad you came on board. Get started right away. Here's some key things I want you to look for. And then here's some other products and services we have, other books or audio products or whatever that relate to the book that they bought. So mm-hmm. it's an integrated process. You want to automate as much as possible. Automation now is it- the key. Now, is that something that Author Fulfillment Services does that kind of gooses the author to think this way? Um, to, to kind of set up a one, two, three follow-up plan. One, you know, I'm really glad you bought the book. And two, it's it's been shipped out. So with what you just told me that I'm hearing that that um, by noon, if, if whatever it is, by noon, uh, the next business day, your book is on the truck, basically. 
And right. Is that and, correct? Uh, okay. So by yeah. noon, the next business day, your book is on the truck on its way to you. So, and then you blah, 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 pitch. And then maybe two days later, you're saying if your book hasn't arrived, it is momentarily going to be dropping in your mail slot. Um, and here's what you might be looking for. So is that something that you kind of goose them to do? Because I'm telling you, no one that I know of thinks of stuff that way. Well, I mean, we do have a back-end system that we offer our clients. It's called Red Oak Cart, which will handle that email autoresponder series for them. I mean, obviously, you need to decide as the author what your messages are going to say specifically, but it's easy to set them in the system so that you, you know, set it and forget it type thing. I mean, there's a number of other autoresponder type services. MailChimp is one of the well-known AWeber, yeah. AutoResponse yeah. Plus, et cetera. Yeah, they're they're all there. You know what? We've got about 10 seconds, so let's kind of say that. We'll come back and look at some of the different e-services, whether it's Constant Contact or Chimp or that, because I think of them as more emails versus the full service that you're talking about, which you do. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing. My guest is Brett Ridgway. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards including 
Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, Multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I've always said you should sometimes listen to our conversations off the air. So one of the things that um, I wanted Brett also to talk about, because we, we started to go down the uh, 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 chimp mail, the constant contact, the fill-in-the-blank mail, and, you know, what is exclusive, what works for those, and, and let's just do some comparison, because everyone does wonder, you know, what's the pro and con? I know I'll say this, that on constant contact, they get very fussy and very nasty if you get any bounce backs. And, and some of these places that when you do uh, a switch over to a new e-commerce site that handles your email, that they require everyone to opt in again. And that's a pain in the tush. So, Brett, give us some in- enlightenment. Well, E-commerce and email systems are something that are critical to your business, obviously. And one of the things that I recommend people do, especially when they're first starting out, you know, they're getting ready to launch their first book, so they're going to be selling it on a website. And then, you know, somebody recommends, well, go get a go get an e-commerce system, and then go get an email system. They go out and get separate things, and so they're paying for two separate services. Sometimes, you know, two, three hundred or more per month between the two. And you really got to watch your your nickels and dimes when you're first starting out. And so. My opinion is, is your best option is to find a solution which integrates the email capabilities with the e-commerce capabilities within one system. So you're not paying for two separate services. And there's a lot of great services out there that do the e-commerce, and there's a lot that great do the email, and then some do both, obviously. And that's that's where, the, in my opinion, the sweet spot is. That's where you should be looking when you're starting out. And then you're exactly right, Judith. It's critical to have the bounces for your email handled automatically. And some of them do get fussy when you get bounce backs. And so one of the key things that you ought to look for, which our Red Oak Cart system certainly does, are, are the following. Number one, your, your bounce backs are managed automatically for you. So in other words, if you get what's called a soft bounce on an email, which means maybe their mailbox is full or just the system was temporarily down or whatever, well, if you get three of those in a row, then it automatically will unsubscribe them from the email list for you. In other words, three hard bounces in a row is considered, ah, that's, that's too risky. We're going to take them off the list. If it's a hard bounce, and there, I mean, there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens of different kinds of soft bounces and hard bounces, but essentially a hard bounce is where it's just an invalid email address. Somebody put a phony email address on your form or whatever, 
And so if you're sending out an email to like a Yahoo address or Gmail or Cox.net or Shaw or, or wherever, whatever it may be where it's a big public email type service and you're getting all sorts of bounce backs, invalid addresses, well, that just raises all sorts of red flags to them and they don't like it so much. And when you're dealing with a big company like a MailChimp or a Constant Contact, you know, they're dealing with tens and tens and tens of thousands of customers, and they just don't want to take the risk of one, you know, small player messing up their system or whatever. So they're, they're pretty quick to boot you if, you if they have any kind of email issues with you at all. So it's really important, I think, to have somebody that you can work with. And like you said, Judith, having the double opt-in where you're trying to move a list over is a pain in the butt because you lose a lot of things. So... We're pretty flexible in working with new people. They come on board to export their list and import it into our system for them so they don't have to do the, you know, the legwork. And if it's, you know, a good qualified list that's not, you know, massive, massive, I mean, if you try to import hundreds of thousands of people, we're going to ask you some questions or whatever. But if you've got a list of 500, 5,000, 10, 20,000, whatever, and it's your list that you compiled through, you know, there are prospect list or a customer list of yours, then we'll import it into our system for you, no problem. We won't make you double opt-in again. And so the bounce back management should be automatic with whatever system you go through. You don't want to have to go in and handle that yourself. And we work very hard working with the providers. If we see some type of problem creeping up, then we're going to get with that provider and say, okay, what's going on? What do we need to do to keep this list clean and all that? So email deliverability is really high because we work hard to keep those lists clean for you. Another thing I think is really important with email is what we call – Deduplication. Let's say you're, you have multiple lists that you've acquired through your businesses. You know, some people are on your prospect list. Maybe some people bought book number one. Some people bought book number two. Some people bought book number three. Some people bought an audio product. Of yours. So you've got different lists that people are on. Well, let's say you want to send a broadcast, Judith, out about your next event or whatever. Well, you know, somebody gets kind of frustrated if they get five copies of the same message. They and do. So, they do. They, I mean, it's a button pusher. So that's something that just makes you look bad as a marketer. So what our system does and what every system should do, so make mm-hmm. sure you look for this when you're looking at the system, is automatically dedupe your list. So it will combine those five lists that you're maybe broadcasting your message to, and then if an email address is on there four different times, it'll delete three of them and only mail one time to that person. So you look a lot more professional. Oh, that's a, neat, that's a huge plus. Another neat thing that I think that we do that I haven't seen – other people do is if you're doing a double opt-in sequence, so they, you know, they ask to subscribe to your list and you send them an email that says, hey, please confirm that you want to get on this list. Well, maybe they got busy and didn't notice that message or whatever. Well, what our system will do automatically is they haven't, if they haven't double opted in, it will automatically send the same message again in three days. And if they miss that one, it will send the same message again like seven days later or whatever sequence you set up. So you get three cracks basically automatically to get that double opt-in. And obviously, if they immediately complete the double opt-in, they don't see that second or third message. But rather than taking a risk that, you know, one shot and if they don't get it, you lost them, it gives you an automatically, it takes a second or third crack at getting that double opt-in for you. And that does make sense. All right, so we've got some of that, some understanding of it. 
And, um, and, and I think, I mean, I learned a little something, which I, which is, I always like that, but it's always been confusing to me why we always have to have the double opt-in versus that. You've got all these, you know, almost uh, foreign languages you have to type in to clarify. And I have to tell you, Britt, one of my button pushers now is all these people who are using spam arrest and whatever that they require you now to go in and fill out their little form. And I actually am now just deleting them saying, you're not worth even playing around with. I mean, I just don't even want to deal with it. It sounds awful. Well, you know, that, that's, that's a matter of personal preference, obviously. And if I do a broadcast, I'll actually take a couple minutes, and anybody that sends me those, I'll, I'll do the form because then you're, then you're whitelisted for them forever. So, yeah, you've got to do it one time, but then you should, be, you should be clean going forward with that particular person. So that's a matter of personal preference. Well, I, I get that, but when someone fills out a form saying, this is what I want, and they sign up for it, and then we get it and acknowledge it, then we get another email saying, now we have to fill out this thing saying, it's good, I'm going, uh, that doesn't make sense for me if they're coming to us. So, but anyway, let's let's move on. You've talked about, one of the things when I first met you, and um, what I thought was, and, and I want to talk about some of the other products you create, the mailers, because it just, your, your disc delivered blew me away, because I thought it was such a, a high quality, a phenomenally inexpensive product. But you talked about, and you used a phrase in our conversation called consumption obstruction. So what do you mean by that? And, and what's the effect on an author with consumption obstruction? Here's what I mean by that. that. That's kind of a phrase I coined a year or so ago. But here's, here's where it evolved out of. I mean, I was in the bookstore just browsing the books. I tend to go in and browse the business books because I like to browse the bookstores and all that. And I pick up a book that looks kind of interesting on the title, and I open it up, and maybe I start to browse the first chapter. And then I'm just kind of thumbing through, just glancing at the pages, and I see the first chapter runs 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 pages. It's like, oh, my God, if i got to work that hard to get through one chapter, no matter how interesting the topic may sound offhand, that just sounds like too much work. In other words, you haven't laid out your book in a way that invites the reader to consume your book easily. So my opinion is, is you're far better off, you know, dividing that up into three seven-page chapters than doing one 25-page chapter. Even though the topic may, you know, could be expanded to 25 pages, chunk it apart so that people get a sense of progress. Anybody sitting down said, "Oh, just you know, the next chapter is only seven pages. Well, I'll go ahead and read another chapter." So anything that you can do to help them consume your book means that they're that much more likely to get all the way through it and come back to want to buy your next book or your next product or whatever. If you can't even get them to read your, your book, if you, if you set up what I call that consumption obstruction, then your chances of them becoming a lifelong customer and reader of yours, I mean, drops to almost nothing, Judith. So mm -hmm. avoid that by putting your book together in a way that improves consumption. And the, the same concept applies to audio programs and home study courses or whatever. You've always got to be thinking about, how can I make this product, this book, this audio tape, whatever it may be, more consumable for my end user? And that's something you need to obviously do up front in terms of the, the layout and design phase of your book. So be thinking about those things ahead of time and not just you know, spew on the paper you know, 20 or 30 pages of content and then hope they're going to work their way through it. Chunk it out for them so that it makes it easy for them to read your book.
You know, they've got to do that. And the, truly, the master came from fiction, and it was James Patterson, where he showed people that a two-page chapter was just hunky-dory. And, and, and when, when I was doing some stuff, one of my friends was a columnist for Forbes magazine, and he said we used to call, they used to call them bathroom reads. Anything, there are articles they always wanted in a bathroom read. <laughs> you could get in there, and you could get out with that. So we're, we're, gonna, we're coming down to the bottom of the hour, and we're going to have Bill Van Orsdale join us from WaveCloud. And then what I want you, when we come back, Brad, I want you to get into some of the dollars and cents of all this. So what's the cost for fulfillment and, and movement? We know that you're going to move it within by noon. Now let's get into the break of that and also some of the other programs you do. This is Judith Riles. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice props. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your time 
title, Enhancing the Promotion of Your Book During Infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, with us at the bottom of the hour is Bill Van Orsdale, and, and Bill is the uh, the chief marketing officer for WaveCloud, which is a brand new baby that is really birthing, and it's thr- I'm thrilled to see the uh, in its beta the website now up. And Bill, in, in 30 seconds, tell them why they should go to WaveCloud and join in and follow you, and then give us a hot tip on reviews. Absolutely. So if you're a reader, we've got a lot of good books, and we've got the opportunity to start uploading reviews and building a community around your favorite authors and your favorite books. If you're an author, we're going to present the opportunity to sell your books at our store and probably most importantly, start connecting with your audience, building your platform, and shaping your persona on the site, not simply leaving it to chance. Mm-hmm. All and, right. And, and I think that the, you know, that segues right perfectly into what I want to talk about today, which is this concept of reviews. I've been following some uh, some threads online recently about um, review trolling, and these are people who uh, leave reviews regardless of the quality of the book, just uh, leave poor reviews just regardless of the quality of the book. And I talk to a lot of authors who say, well, I, I don't worry about that. I never read reviews. Uh, there's nothing they can teach me about writing books, and so I just ignore all the reviews. And I would say, you know, that it's okay not to let your writing be influenced by reviews, but Remember, your book is your business, or your, your book series is your business, and so you do need to know what your customers are saying about it. So I would say, you know, monitor those places where your books are getting reviews, or even if you've got an author page where you're getting reviews as an author, and if you see this kind of trolling going on, a lot of negative comments, you've got to nip it in the bud. You've got to contact the site people. If you don't have the ability yourself as an author to actually shape that conversation, then you have to ask the people doing the site to help you out with it. Well, and even Amazon will respond to that. You know, it's, sometimes people do put up pissy reviews. I've seen it, and that they 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 they're coming. Um, I think they come from an envy platform that you've done something they wish they had done, and that that there are other times. Now, I, I personally have actually put up some negative reviews on books when I I felt so screwed and cheated by I mean one of John Grissom's books I was so angry at how poor and weak it was I swore he didn't write it or he wrote that he wrote it with a one of those little hourglasses that he flipped it over and think oh god I'm done for the day I'm done and I, <laughs> and I was furious and it was interesting because multiple multiple comments were going on about it so yeah it, it's a, it's a it's tough as an author to always hit it out of the park every time, but when people are giving you the poor reviews that have nothing to do with the quality of your writing or your book, yeah. then... That's another that. game. That's another ball yeah. game. 
Okay. All right. Well, for our listeners, go to wavecloud.com and join the community. It's a growing community. It's there for you, and we and, and they would love to have people who love to read on it. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. We're, we're, we want to build a book lover's community where you come to find books that you want to read. Fabulous. Well, thanks for being with us, Bill. Look forward to having you again. Thank you, Judith. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Okay, Brett, we're back. And uh, I left you, <laughs> I left you, um, that I wanted you to also get into some cost factors. And you also, and some of the other products that you can work with for fulfillment. And for our listeners, I have to tell you, I, I met Brett in Los Angeles uh, earlier this year. And I picked up, actually, I didn't know who Brett was. I picked up uh, when I don't know what to call it, I call it a hoo-hoo. So I picked up this hoo-hoo, and I opened it up, and I immediately saw what it is, and all I could say was this is slick, and I thought it was so slick that I went over and got a couple of my other friends and brought them over to this table uh, before we even knew who the person was standing by the table. I said, you need to look at this. This is way cool. So what I picked up was a blue folder, a mailer, a self-contained mailer, and inside of it was a disc. It could be a CD, a DVD, you fill in the blank. And they have created a very slick, and then I realized the picture on it, we had the front inside pitching it, happened to be our, our guest on the show today. And so we we had that, and... Um, we, I just, I started talking with them about their services and their their free shipping and CD and DV offers, their 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 monthly continuity disc mailings. I mean, if you have a following, if you're creating something, this is a program that could get out to there, and the cost was nominal to do it, and they handled everything. They produced it, they packaged it, they mailed it. It was cool. So tell us about that, Brett. Well, we're really excited about this product, Judith, because we think it fills a real need in the marketplace. I mean, there, we looked around and there were some other, you know, print-on-demand type things, but what people were getting was a, you know, an ugly manila envelope that it just didn't look very good. It wasn't a good representation of what I would want my product to look like if somebody asked for more information about it. So we put together this product called Disc Delivered, and that's D-I-S-C Delivered, and as you said, it's, it's a self-mailer that contains a CD or DVD, and the beauty of it, it's a print-on-demand program. So similar to our regular fulfillment, orders to us by noon, we actually duplicate your CD, print up your mailer, and then put the mailing label on it and drop it in the mail that afternoon. So you have nothing in inventory. It's just as people order them, we basically make them and drop them out the door. So let's say you have a website and you have an offer on there that says, hey, get my free CD or get my free DVD, just pay shipping and handling. Well, we integrate with whatever you're using for your back-end system, whether it's our Red Oak card or something else, and it kicks the order over into our system, and so we make them up that day and drop them in the mail that afternoon. And it's done as an all-inclusive price. So it's $5.99 U.S., $6.99 international for a CD or DVD, doesn't matter, and that includes duplication of your disk, printing and assembly of your self-mailer, first-class U.S. postage and fulfillment cost and all that. And that's out the door totally. So in an ideal world, you're charging somebody $6.99 or $7.99 for shipping and handling, and you're making a dollar or two on your marketing materials. So it, should, it could be a profit center for you, not just a cost center. So it's kind of like getting paid for your advertising in a sense. So oh, it's we're terrific. really excited about it. No, it's terrific, and and I I think that if anyone will – you have this all of this up on your website, don't you, information about it? 
Yeah, we've got a, a slick video, one of the quick draw videos about the service, how it came about at the site discdeliver.com. I would encourage folks to check it out because it's, it's, it's really snazzy, and uh, we're having great success with it. And if it fits into your marketing plans, we will be delighted to work with you. So you, you couldn't find it, or is there a link from if you go to Author Fulfillment Services over to Disk Deliver that they could see how that all works? The uh, the best thing to do, Judith, is just go to the discdeliver.com website. I don't, know, I don't know if there's a link on your site yet so, or not, to be honest with you. So the answer is no right now. <laughs> but, but we will fix that. So. <laughs> all right. All right. We won't tell anyway. All right. He'll fix it. Keep trying at it. All right, so let's so so the cost is that. What about regular fulfillment on a book? So if let's let's what but how do we deal with and this is this is the groan and it's the giant collective groan, Brett, that when authors sign on for Amazon and the Amazon Advantage program, Amazon is notorious for the onesie twosie stuff. And they'll order one book, and all of a sudden they realize, my God, by the time I mail the book, I've taken my whole of profit. You know, what do we? What What are our options out there? Because they're trying to wait. Do I do USPS? Do I UPS? Do I do FedEx? Do I do Media Mail? I mean, how in the heck do I get it to Amazon? And they only order one book at a time um, for the fulfillment. So for people who are selling, do do you number one supply to Amazon on their behalf? I guess I should ask that. And then number two, that if they're going to do onesies and twosies and sell them off of their website, they can certainly let you know about that, and you can handle it from there. Is that correct? Uh, we can handle either scenario, Judith. We have a number of clients selling via Amazon, and so we do get orders forwarded to us mm-hmm. from Amazon you know, on their behalf. And we just ship directly to Amazon's warehouses where they're then shipping to the end customer. And we all can so ship directly to the end customer or the reader if they sell it off their website. So whatever scenario is needed, we can handle. So if it's Amazon, since I have an Amazon account, I can speak from that side of it. So if it's Amazon, I get this order that says we want five books or 20 books, and sometimes it's one and two books. But then, and we print it out. We have the, the pick list and then the, the, uh, the mailing label we print out. So is that something then you would have access to that account that you just tell them there's an order, go in and download all the stuff? Yeah, with some clients we actually just, you know, Whatever it is, once a day we log into their Amazon Advantage account, see if they have any new orders, and take it from there. Okay. Other people just send us an email and say, "Hey, here's the Amazon order I got. Here's their, you know, their purchase order or whatever," and we'll generate the appropriate paperwork that needs to go to the Amazon fulfillment center, okay. attach it to the box or whatever shipping, and get it out the door. So whether shipping right. to an end customer or Amazon doesn't matter to us. So. All right. So you have warehousing then. So how do you charge for warehousing? For Arthur Fulfillment Services, I mean, like distribution and 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 warehouses, um, have a kind of fee charged monthly if they're holding a pallet of book or or whatever. So how do yeah, you all do that? Well, we try to keep fulfillment pretty simple. So here's how we handle it. Okay. If we're shipping an individual item order, so it's a single book shipping somewhere in the United States, then we just charge a flat two dollars plus whatever the shipping costs are, and whether it's postage, UPS, or Whatever. You choose what shipping method you want to use, and we will ship it out that way. So just a flat $2 plus whatever the shipping costs are. Okay, so with that said, hold that thought. you got to hold that thought because we're going to go to our final break. So for single books or for just an order, it's $2. Is that correct plus the shipping? Correct. We'll come back. All right. Answer that. We'll be right back. This is Judith Rose. Brett Ridgway is my guest. (laughs) 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author... Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. We're, we're coming down the uh, stretch here, and I think we're just getting going on this whole fulfillment area. So here's where we left it. 
that the author fulfillment services charges $2 a book plus their shipping, and Brett will go over that. And if it's more than one book, like two books, to 100 books, it's three bucks for the whole kit and caboodle plus the shipping cost. Did I get that right, Brett? You got that exactly right, Judith. Wow. I mean, where's the drums, people? This, this is an amazing, amazing, effective way. So if your goal is to sell your books yourself, take orders. What you can do is take those names and those addresses and you put them on a spreadsheet. You're going to have to you know, at least make it easy for them. Get it on an Excel spreadsheet and you could give it to Brett's team and they, and they will have your books in inventory. That means less cobwebs in your garage. And they can do the single shipping. And then, and then do you do monthly accounting for all your clients? How do you do that, Brett? Well, let me go over one other thing that's important that people know, and that is if you ship me a pallet of books, we do have warehouse fees that they need to take into account. Well, uh, let's, I need to hear them. What are they? All right. So the pallet holding fee is $12 per pallet monthly. Okay. So it's, re- it's relatively inexpensive compared to some other things, but they do need to factor that into what they're doing. So... I mean, we're not trying to hide anything. They need to know what costs are associated with doing product fulfillment. And I think uh-huh. it's very important also that people understand, Judith, that we are a fulfillment center. We're not a distributor. We're not marketing their books to the bookstores. They're, you know, the marketing is in their hands or whoever they've called upon to help them. Mm-hmm. We're taking care of the order fulfillment aspect of the equation. So be, be very clear on that. They're, they're not going down to the library and pitching you, and they're not going to your local independent bookstore or Barnes & Noble and pitching you. You have to do the pitching. You, dear author, have to do the pitching <laughs> on that. All right, so we've got that, and and that's ideal. And then on your product, like the Disc of Deliver, that's a single thing. And And so what else do you have in your bag of tricks, Brett? Well, we work with a lot of authors that expand their product offerings, Judith, to include like home study courses, audio versions of their book or whatever. And so we do a lot more than just fulfill book orders. We do an awful lot of CD and DVD duplication here. We do a lot of printing. If somebody has a workbook that they want spiral bound or a three-ring binder that's part of the home study course, we actually will do the packaging of those types of products then warehouse and ship them out to the customers just as it like to do the book orders. So it's not just books. It's any type of information product that you may need produced. We can assist with that. And that really comes from your speaker fulfillment services where so many speakers would want the workbooks created. And it may be 10 in a career. It could be 50 there, and you could take care of that, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Our, our company okay. evolved out of working with speakers at live events. And so mm-hmm. the author fulfillment services side is actually fairly new because a, a brilliant lady named Dr. Judith Bryle said, hey, we should have that too. <laughs> I so, saw it and I went after it. <laughs> so it, it, it is there. Yeah, perfect. All right. Let me ask you this question because, you know, there, we're, we're, we're in the digital age. It doesn't mean that, I mean, you're talking to someone who loves a printed book. I mean, I, I love the feel, the smell, the touch. I'm very tactile. I'm very visual. I'm on a computer 10 to 12 hours a day. Really, the last thing I want to do is my eyeballs do not want to read another electronic thing for pleasure. So I'm the, I'm the old-fashioned. But let's talk about products. And th- there's a big debate. You've brought this up. Between going digital and just doing digital-only products, digital-only books, digital fill-in-the-blank, and versus the more tactile physical product. You know, what do you see the pros and cons here? Well, 
certainly we have an industry, Judith, that is, has been cyclical in nature. And obviously, as the internet got more and more speed, and people began doing membership sites, and ebooks came into being a viable delivery method, and all that, people got the mindset: "Well, I should just do everything digital because then I don't have any delivery costs." But they were forgetting some important things. Number one, there's a lot of people out there like you that are very tactile, and, and they like to hold something in their hands. And when they're investing money in something, they want something that they can physically see. And a bunch of bits and bytes on an electronic device or their computer isn't what they want. And so you lose a good portion of your marketplace if you're offering digital-only versions of your stuff. second thing I think that people were realizing is when they, they had a, a massive list of people in a various niche, for example, and they said, well, I'll just go to digital-only because it's going to save me money. But they had trained their audience to expect a certain type of deliverable from them, you know, be it the CD of the month or the physical newsletter or the book or whatever it may be. And so when they went to a digital-only version, people started dropping out like flies, and they just lost their list, and they realized they were alienating their list by not providing some type of physical component to them. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very, very dangerous to think that you can do this business in a digital-only format because in there, invariably you're going to leave a lot of money on the table, and particularly if your audience is a, a baby boomer generation or whatever, you're kidding yourself if you think you're going to do it digital only. I mean, you're going to lose massive amounts of potential buyers by not offering them the ability to get that physical book in their hands. Okay. I mean, I could, I could share some interesting case stories about bigger home study courses and the effect of the, the numbers in terms of additional money made by offering a physical version and the return rate being lower by offering a physical version. And they're, they're just astounding numbers. So, Are there, Can you do that in 30 seconds? Because I have another question sure. I want to ask you. Okay, let's, let's, I, right. I would like to hear that difference. Okay, home study course being sold for $2,997. Okay. Up, upsell was offered for an additional $500, so $3,497. 42% of the people took the physical upsell, so they spent an extra $500 to get something in their hands. The return rate on people that bought the physical upsell, 8%. People that bought the digital-only version, 22%. So okay. massively lower return rates and much more money in their pocket from the people that took the physical, even after their hard cost of producing the product. And, and, see, and I believe that because, I, I mean, I, I crunch the numbers. And I've always said in this publishing business, this authoring business, you've got to understand the dollars, cents, and cents of all of this and it's it's truly the, these product variations it's 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 like an italian restaurant spaghetti lasagna minestrone soup which way are you going to go you have to have something for everybody and digital actually makes it easier um, to have that extra new goodie pulled into it let me ask you this this question you you we talked about the consumption obstruction scenario and in relating to the books earlier. So how does that apply to audiobooks, which you also reproduce, and, and other informational products? Well, here's what I say that's the primary thing people need to take into account on audiobooks. Let's say you've recorded an audio and it's an hour long. Mm -hmm. Well, if you burn that to a CD, there's a couple things that you need to think about. You know, somebody starts to listen to your audio and you haven't broken it into tracks, so it's one long 60-minute segment. Well, if they get interrupted in their listening because life came up, and they say, well, I have to go back, get back to that later, 
and then they got to go try to find their spot where they were at in the program. It's just a big hassle. You're making it, again, harder for them to consume, just like we talked about with the book. So you should break your audio into tracks. Maybe they're five-minute tracks or they're based on topics, you know, five to seven, ten minutes at the most. But break it into tracks so if somebody's interrupted, they know they can go back to track four or track five or whatever. In other words, chunk your audio so that's more consumable. Also, when you're doing an audio product, on the packaging itself, whether it's a DVD case or whatever on the disc, mm-hmm. talk about the topics and where they are. So if you have eight major topics you're covering, say, here's the eight major topics. Track one is this. Track two is this. Track three is this. So if they're really interested in topic number C, then they can jump right to topic number C if they want. In other words, you have, they have that option because they know where to go find the key information that they want. So again, you're in your packaging itself, you're telling them where to go to find out what you have and make it consumable for them. Very, very critical, just as critical in an audio book as it is in a printed book. Well, that's a, that's a smart idea. I wish someone had told me when I did my last audio program that. So that's something. Do you um, in your in your fulfillment services? Do you work on have someone who helps edit that and makes recommendations, or is that something that needs to come in from outside? Typically, it comes in from outside, but we know some excellent audio editors, so we can hook people up with that if they need. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's typically not something that we do internally. Good idea. That's a great idea. All right, we have one minute left. One minute. What amazing thing would you like to leave our listeners with? All right, everybody should have a book, and I know you've talked about this many, I do many believe times, that. Judith. I believe it. <laughs> you've got to have a book because it's your best business card to establish you as an expert on all that. And as you said, I've written three. Mm-hmm. But the book should only be, in a sense, the first step, and here's why. What's the perceived value of a book, Judith? Fifteen, twenty bucks. That's what we're used to paying in a bookstore. Most people don't realize you can take the exact same content and just by packaging it differently, you can sell it for thirty-seven, ninety-seven, one ninety-seven, three ninety-seven, etc. And it's all a matter of offering additional formats. So record an audio version of it. Maybe make a workbook to go along with it. So in other words, same content, but just by how you package it, can it, you can deliver a different product at different higher price points. And and you can throw in which is really the, the package format is it's it is the audio book it is the guidebook or the workbook or the book book um, and if you come together and it could also be that you could throw in a, a webinar maybe that you put together or sure. a couple of other audio programs and you get those prices up and you're dealing with a price point to you that could be less than twenty dollars easily and yet you're selling it for two hundred which I love the ten to one ratio. Yeah, the uh, key, the perceived value concept itself is critical to understand as an author. All right, fabulous. All right, thank you, Brett Ridgway. Go to Author Fulfillment Services to get more information. And everyone, sign up for the LinkedIn group, Author You. We'll be back next week. Talk to you later. This is Judith Riles and your guide to book publishing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.